It's time now for Witness to Hope. Stories of faith and hope from people you may know right here in the Marquette area. You'll hear how God has sustained others with courage and perseverance even through some of life's most difficult challenges. We are inspired to trust in God's loving care for us even when we don't understand his ways. As St. Paul tells us in Romans 5, 3-5, we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. Today, our Witness to Hope features Faye and Tim Presley, who started Catholic Radio here in the UP with the creation of WNOA 103.9 FM. Monsignor Michael Stieber recently interviewed Faye and Tim. This is Monsignor Michael Stieber, pastor of the St. Peter Cathedral in Marquette here, with another episode of Witness to Hope. We want to look back to the beginnings of how Northern Apostle Catholic Radio, WNOA, began here in Marquette, and just see how the Lord has worked. WNOA is a major part of Clavis Regni Ministries, so we can quickly review how that began. Clavis Regni Ministries was established by Kevin and Jennifer Branson in 2011, and then in 2012, under the authority of Bishop Alexander Sample, it became a private lay association of the Christian faithful. Its identity and mission are described as a lay Catholic apostolate dedicated to leading all people into the fullness of truth found in the Catholic Church. Under her supreme pontiff, the successor of St. Peter, who holds and keeps the keys of the kingdom, the Clavis Regni, of heaven as the Vicar of Christ. I was privileged to be part of this ministry from its beginning, along with Father Ryan Ford, Brian Bomer, and six other lay and clergy members. Some of the first activities that this ministry began were dinner forums on the topic of truth and tolerance, addressing the problem of relativism, another one on marriage, to address the issue of so-called same-sex unions, and a series of shows on TV6 called Keys of the Kingdom that featured Kevin Branson talking with Father Ryan Ford on a number of topics. We saw this ministry as aiming to foster the new evangelization and to draw people into the fullness of our Catholic faith through the use of media, written materials, and personal talks. The TV episodes of the Keys of the Kingdom reached out with this aim. They were successful for a time, but were expensive too. It was into this scene that you, Tim and Faye Presley, would bring a new opportunity to Clavis Regni. So please talk about how you've discovered the new opportunity for a Catholic radio station here, Tim and Faye. Well, it started with the rosary. Yeah. Faye and I were praying the rosary one evening with Mother Angelica and her nuns. Hmm. Uh, which airs every evening on EWTN TV. Right. And that was back in the summer of 2013. And during the station break, there was an announcement that an open window of opportunity for new radio broadcasting licenses in the low power uh, educational FM category would be available in uh, October of 2013. So after the end of that station break, or near the end of it, he leaps up off the couch and says, Faye, did you get that phone number? <laughs> I said, well, no, but I will. So he read off the phone number to me, and I wrote it down. And 
that's kind of where it all started. Uh, at that point, Tim was working at the mine, and I was thinking, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> right. So um, I had just completed about 28 years of homeschooling my five children. My right. youngest son was uh, just graduating that year, and so that summer I had prayed and asked the Lord, well, what do you have for me now, Lord? Wow, a new adventure. A new adventure happened, yep. So back in 2000, a friend of mine had been working on the development of a Catholic radio station uh, in Butte, Montana. And observing all he went through to start Queen of Peace Radio in Butte, I knew much of what would be required to start a radio and how long it takes to put everything into motion, you know, the, the hoops that need to be jumped through, hmm. and the long and the detailed process working with the FCC. So when I moved to Michigan after my marriage to Faye, um, my friend Greg would encourage me to think about starting a radio station here if the FCC opened up this uh, window of opportunity. So unbeknownst to either of us, my late husband and I had also been interested in Catholic radio. And as I was raising my young children downstate Michigan, I would listen to Protestant radio and keep thinking, why isn't there a Catholic radio? Right. And we had been thinking about moving to Butte, Montana. We have a good friends out there who happened to be friends of Tim's, but I didn't know Tim at the time. Huh. And we were actually working with the same fellow, Greg, on trying to start the radio station in Butte. Amazing. So what's about the low-power FM setup? What's unique about that? Well, the FCC issues broadcast licenses uh, across a broad spectrum of frequencies and power levels, and most of which are, are commercial and are sold at auction or as uh, private sales for large sums of money. Uh, now, a low-power license, is, uh, they are uh, relatively inexpensive compared to commercial uh, statu- uh, stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, low-power licenses are useful because they do not have enough power to go long distances, and so they do not interfere with other broadcasters in the region. Okay. So you can pack more of them into Mm-hmm. an area. Okay. Uh, the FCC will issue a low-power license for educational purposes, and typically they're held by schools and nonprofits and religious entities. Okay. The, uh, the, licenses are not pur- uh, the licenses are not purchased like commercial stations, but rather are issued to qualified applicants during these windows of opportunity. Uh, and this window of opportunity that we spoke, I spoke of earlier in this uh, October of 2013, that was only the second one the FCC has ever opened wow. for this purpose. The, mm-hmm. the first was in 2000. The second was uh, in 2013. Hmm. Uh, these windows, uh, uh, they're few, like I said, they're few and far between, and they're only a finite number of frequencies that would fit into the coverage map uh, you know, around, around this area. So there was mm-hmm. only just a small handful of licenses that would be available Mm -hmm. so we were kind of on pins and needles as to whether or not we would get what we were asking for right right uh and then also low power stations they just have a coverage footprint of about five to six miles radius out in any direction from our center of radiation Mm -hmm. and they only cover our city of license which is marquette in other words we can't reach ishpeming and nagani or munising right Mm mm-hmm 
So that inspiration that made the first connection out in Montana came to here. Talk about how you uh, made the introduction of it to Clavis Regni ministry. Well, uh, I'm a convert to the faith, and so I've always been interested in apologetics mm. and have studied it and quite a bit. And so I took note of Clavis Regni Ministries when Kevin and Jen began the ministry at St. Peter's, and I attended their dinner forums and was quite interested in their work. Mm-hmm. Well, when the Catholic Radio Association, who we were working with after we called that number, that was on EW10. It mm-hmm. was for the Catholic Radio Association. So we were working with them, and they told us that we needed to have a nonprofit organization if we were going to pursue this uh, low-power FM station. Mm-hmm. So I I thought that I had heard that Clavis Regney was a nonprofit. So I thought, mm-hmm. hmm, this might be a good match. So I just called Kevin Branson one day and told him what we were thinking about, and he was kind of quiet. And then he said, well, he invited me to the next executive committee meeting of Clavis Regni Ministries mm-hmm. to present the idea. Yeah. So I went and I explained the opportunity as we knew about it, some of the facts we'd recently learned. And then, I'll never forget this, you, Monsignor, suggested that we pray about it. Mm-hmm. So it was all quiet while we were all praying. After about a minute or so, you said, well, I think we should put out into the deep. (laughs) I'll never forget that. Uh (laughs) And so the relationship between Clavis Regni Ministries and WNOA began at that moment. Uh, It seemed such a great fit, a great opportunity that had come about uh, as a surprise. It was a surprise. And there you were, ready to go. Wonderful. How about... uh, Talking about what was needed to launch that endeavor then with costs and equipment, personnel, etc. Well, as, as Faye mentioned, the first thing we needed was a nonprofit 501c3. Hmm. And then over the next year, there was a succession of needs. Um, a tower, we had to have a tower to broadcast from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed the services of radio engineers, um, an FCC attorney. We needed a studio. Um, an antenna and broadcasting transmitter. And up until this time, we had no money, so fundraising would be huge. Mm -hmm. Another thing we did early on was to seek the blessing of our bishop, Mm -hmm. which he enthusiastically gave. Right. I'll never forget another another time, too, and that was when we first met our engineers, Coral and Al. We were complete strangers. Uh, We had gotten Coral's name from people in the radio field and he told us he said well I have a friend that might be interested in this too and that was Al and so we met them for the first time at the A&M cafe down in Scandia (laughs) 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 and shared a meal together and got to know one another and you know they didn't know if we were just fly by night crazy if, if we really knew what was involved and started a radio station which they were well aware of Mm-hmm. Um, but we learned to trust each other, and we just considered them such a godsend because mm. um, they were really the ones who, who who helped us get going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They've been really essential help along the way. That's right. Right, and both of them, we found out at that meeting, share a, a love for Jesus That's and right. mm. a desire to spread 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Spiritual. The reason that Coral thought that Al might be interested because Al himself is Catholic uh, and he also is an experienced engineer, so yeah, it was yeah. a good fit. What a blessing again. Yeah. Wow. So you needed to arrange for a, a kickoff for this whole adventure and uh, talk about that now and the response. Well, so this was our fundraising efforts, and the first step in that was uh, in April of 2014. So we're, we're looking at um, not quite a year later, we were ready to start our, our fundraising. Um, you had suggested a certain number of people from St. Peter's who might be interested in mm-hmm. this endeavor, and so we gathered them together and had a, a DVD presentation from another successful Catholic radio station that answered a lot of their questions. And from that small handful of people, we raised $10,500. One was an anonymous donor of, I think it was $6,000. Mm. So mm-hmm. I'm very thankful to that anonymous person whom I don't know who it is to this yeah. day. <laughs> if you're listening, thank you. Yeah. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Okay, our second step then was uh, a kickoff. That's And at this point, we were following EWTN's recommendations for fundraising. They have a very detailed right. step-by-step process for right, fundraising. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so this was the next step, a kickoff at St. Peter's for the whole community, all you know, the other parishes and anyone who's interested in the community. We held that on August 1st, 2014. And we worked with Bishop Berga home educators who were planning to have a homeschooling conference. And they were planning to bring in a national speaker. And we wanted to bring in a national speaker. So we said, why don't we cooperate on this? So uh, that's what we did. We brought in Dr. Ray Garendi. And yeah. most EWTN listeners know Dr. Ray Garendi <laughs> and his, his humor and his good advice for families yeah. and marriage. And he spoke on marriage, and so it was a good draw for people. And then also Dave Vacheris, who at that point was EWTN's general manager for their radio division, also came and spoke. And he's the one who, who did the presentation in, uh, for our financial needs. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice, a nice thing that he did that. We didn't have to do that part. And... Uh, he was asking for pledges at that point. It wasn't donations or accepting anything then. He asked for pledges. And from that kickoff event, we raised uh, about $17,000 in pledges. Mm-hmm. Then the third step was to go to our local parishes and present the opportunity to those who hadn't heard about it yet and who wished to help with this endeavor. Mm. So we, we went to uh, St. Michael's, St. Christopher's, and St. Louis the King right. and received additional pledges of about $18,000. So mm-hmm. total we received $35,000 in mm-hmm. pledges from, from that. Then the uh, Diocese of Marquette was able to kick in a Legacy of Faith uh, grant of $10,445. And the Catholic Extension Agency also oh, gave us right. a matching grant of $10,000. Mm-hmm. So we were very blessed. Uh, the Lord just really did, mm. did bless us. So fruitful, all those efforts, and mm-hmm. how the Lord arranged that again, the connections. Yes. Wow. And when did WNOA actually first go on the air then? Well, the date was December 16th, 2014. Um, we had been at the transmitter. It's a small transmitter building near the tower, and Coral and Al was cold. I remember that. Of course, it was December. <laughs> and Coral and Al had been working in this building filled with equipment that 
we didn't know much what it was, uh-huh. but um, at one point they said, all right, let's try it. So Tim and I went out to the car out in the parking lot, turned on the radio, and there we were. It was, wow. it was an incredible moment. Wow. Amazing. And you, Tim and Fab, really took on a whole new work in serving as station managers. And just as you described all the steps to learning about this, uh, new things, uh, what was that like? Yes, as station managers, it was a whirlwind, that's for sure. <laughs> From the fundraising to negotiating tower lease to buying equipment, building the studio, learning how to use the equipment and run a station, we couldn't have done it without our engineers and the prayers of so many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was just an incredible uh, learning curve for us, so, and we're not really technical people, so... It was all brand new to us, and we were really flying by the seat of our pants. Wow. <laughs> Think about uh, what have been some of the spiritual fruits of this apostolate that people may have expressed to you so far. Well, we have heard from many listeners. Just some examples. People who can't make it to Mass on Sunday, especially now mm. with the virus. Many people are able to hear it now in WNOA. Uh, some people gave up their cable TV, and so they listened to the radio more. One person said she loves it so much she'll support it till the day she dies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes, and then people returning to the faith have found it so helpful. Mm-hmm. And here's a little story about that. A couple of years ago, I felt the need to air the Chaplet of Divine Mercy at 3 o'clock on the radio. Mm-hmm. And EW10 was not airing the Chaplet at 3 o'clock, so... I actually had to had to uh, break into their normal programming to air the chaplet, and I was a little bit concerned about that. I wasn't uncertain. I was uncertain about whether that was the right thing to do. Hmm. Well, one day I was working at Sacred Heart Religious Goods, uh, which I worked part time there, yeah. and a fellow came in and he asked if we had a CD of this song that he heard on the radio at three o'clock. Huh. And so you mean the chaplet of Divine Mercy? He said, yeah, yeah, that's it. He said, it's so beautiful and it's so moving to me that I really love, would like a CD of that. And I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. That was confirmation yeah. that that was the right thing to do. Because this fellow was on his way back to the practice of the faith and so mm. how important it was for him to be able to, mm-hmm. to hear that. Um, we have a Methodist person who supports us financially regularly. Uh, we have other non-Catholics who've written in to say how needed WNOA is. Wow. Fallen away Catholics listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had a, a Protestant from Palmer lecture me because <laughs> our signal couldn't quite reach there. She said that it only reached like two or, two or three miles north of Palmer, so she, she was encouraging us to <laughs> to make it stronger. Right. Wow. But, you know, we've heard from some of these people, and we're so thankful, but in the end, only God knows the fruit mm-hmm. that is, that's happening from this apostle. There's no way we can know who's out there listening. Yeah. And it makes me think of the verse from Isaiah 55, verse 11, that says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. Yeah, beautiful. It's so true in many aspects of ministry. We don't always see the fruit That's ourselves, right. but we trust the Lord working in his own mysterious way. And That's right. It's been the story of this radio station as well. Mm-hmm. So we've celebrated five years of operation for WNOA. 
If you could talk about some of the various programs offered, some of the local programs, like what we're doing today. Well, there's quite a quite a laundry list of them <laughs> here. So most of our programming is provided by EWTN with some of the their mainstays, such as Morning Glory, uh, the Daily Mass from down in Birmingham, uh, Catholic Connections with Teresa Tamio, Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, uh, the doctor is in with Dr. Ray Garendi. And then our local programming, too. We have the our first uh, local show was the 1030 Sunday Mass, live from St. Mm-hmm. Peter Cathedral. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had the Bishop's Live-In Show quarterly, uh, Witness to Hope by you, Monsignor, mm-hmm. uh, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Uh, we have an event calendar twice a day, local weather, uh, Father Ryan's Ishpeming Catholic podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, a concert series from St. Peter Cathedral with Sam Holmberg, and then live speaking events from St. Peter as well. Yeah. That's been a wonderful richness of uh, opportunities and speakers, and I know it also inspired me as a pastor to bring uh, Dr. Anders for a speaking engagement. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Dr. Garendi as well, and mm-hmm. so it's been a mm-hmm. great exposure to those, uh, those voices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about any any last points of gratitude or hopes for the future you'd like to offer? Well, I would like to express gratitude to, uh, along with all those we've already mentioned, like our engineers, Coral mm-hmm. and Al, uh, the Catholic Radio Association, EWTN, Clavis Regney's Board of Directors. Uh, we'd also like to thank our new volunteers, Kim Parker, mm-hmm. Paul Scamparell, Brian Janowski, um, and our listeners and donors, uh, they play an important role in this because without financial support, WNOA would cease to exist. So right. we want to especially thank them today. Uh, as far as our hopes for the future, my main hope and prayer is that Clavis Regney's board of directors and volunteers will always stay true to proclaiming the gospel as mm-hmm. found in the Roman Catholic Church on WNOA. Mm-hmm. And who knows what God has in store for Catholic Radio in the UP. Mm-hmm. We don't know because God is always surprising us. Yeah. Um, so we just give all glory to God. Yeah, yeah. And interesting, too, didn't we discover the in the UP the history of Catholic Radio That's back right. to Bishop Noah's time? That's right. That's right. We have it up here on the studio wall. Yeah. It tells the story that there was uh, in the... Keweenaw Peninsula up in, do you remember what? I don't remember what city it it was, but but it was uh, the Franciscan order had Mm -hmm. some some monks up there, and Mm -hmm. they actually started Catholic radio. Mm -hmm. For some time. And then during Bishop Noah's time, there was a Catholic quarter hour, they called it, and it was aired on the secular radio stations. Yes. And it's been so providential to have the station as you mentioned, airing our 10.30 a.m. Sunday Mass mm-hmm. with the pandemic effects right. and before we live-streamed that we were having the radio broadcast regularly. Right. So e- that being in place really helped. You know, even before the pandemic, there were people that were expressing gratitude who were shut-ins or in nursing mm-hmm. homes. So that's... Mm-hmm. And then after the pandemic came, we received 
numerous calls from people wanting to know if the radio mm. was going to broadcast it. So right. And now since we're live streaming on the internet, we have people as far as far away as in Switzerland that can <laughs> that are from Marquette that get the get the blessing of being able to hear the Sunday Mass right. at St. Peter Cathedral. Yes, right. That's been a wonderful new development. Yes, yeah, so anyone anywhere in the world can hear little old WNOA. Mm. That's an amazing technology that yeah. we've been able to take advantage of. And it seems so fitting, too, that our recent uh, stationing of the antenna in one of the bell towers of St. Peter Cathedral it's come home to yes right well that's <clears throat> that's certainly another story how back in december of 2019 one of our wonderful winter storms took down the tower that our antenna was placed on mm-hmm. and it seemed at the time that this was a disaster but our wonderful engineers scrambled around and got our antenna located on that same transmitter building that i mentioned earlier and so we were able to stay on the air but our coverage of course was quite reduced at that time in the meantime we were trying to decide what to do long term are we going to wait for this tower to be rebuilt Mm -hmm. or look for a new location for the antenna and that kind of thing and it turned out that the bell tower of saint peter cathedral would give us nearly the same coverage that we had mm-hmm. on that tower and it would save us a lot of money so yeah, sure yeah <laughs> again the lord providing that's right wow well again clearly the lord at work over the years and thank you again for receiving that call in that unique way and the opportunity you presented to us and all the people involved and in allowing it to be fruitful and will continue on So shall we offer a prayer in gratitude? Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord our God, we thank you and praise you for your hand upon this ministry of WNOA. Thank you for the opportunity to let your voice be heard through the broadcast. We ask you, Lord, to continue to uphold us and help us be faithful to your call, provide for what we need, and Touch the hearts of all those who listen to any programming on our station, that you should draw them to yourself. Help us be, uh, again, your instruments, Lord, for what you desire in our area and far and wide. And Blessed Mother, we ask your mantle of intercession around all of us in this ministry as we pray. Hail Hail Mary, Mary, full full of of grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I would thank you personally, both of you, for being so committed yourself and so generous to embrace the call and learn all the things you have and giving yourself hours and hours of uh, service to this endeavor. So thank you so much. It wouldn't have happened without you. Well, when you hear God call, you best answer it. (laughs) (laughs) You've been faithful to that. Don't miss part two of the WNOA story featuring Monsignor Stever's interview with Faye and Tim Presley. It'll be heard next Saturday at 7.30 right here on Catholic Radio in the UP, WNOA 103.9 FM.